Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hello and welcome to Parsha's Bullock. We are looking at the Vilna Goen's comments, and he has a couple of very interesting ones, um, especially because the understanding the whole story of Bilam Balak and what they were trying to do against the Jews is a little bit unclear, and some of his words will shed a lot of light on this topic. So we go to Perak Chafbeis Pasuk Zayin Vayelchu Ziknei Moav Ziknei Midyan Ukesamim Biadam. So the Vilna Gaon says, "How do you read this pasuk?" The Ziknei Moav and Midyan came, and they were holding Kesamim. We know that Kesamim is referring to magical spells um, or magical uh, powers that they were trying to tap into, which we'll talk about in a moment. Obviously, Hashem gives permission for these things to exist in the world, and there are there's a koach hatuma to tap into it. But ksamim biadam, there it was in their hands. Whose hands? So the Vilna Gaon and Adaris Elio explains um, that it was in the hands of both of them. Now, what does that mean? It says the word ksamim is plural. They had two tactics that they fought against the Jews with, or rather, they attempted to. One of them was verbal. So it seems like it was um, going to be. Uh, words that were going to be tried to be used against them, which ultimately we know that Bilam tried to use words against them, and of course Hashem was Yahapechet turned it into bracha that he had to say Matovu Alecha Yaakov in words. And also, there's actions. There are certain actions. I don't know if it's like a voodoo doll or whatever it is, but there are certain magical actions that people could take that also um, have our power in the world that Hashem allows to exist. And he, the Vilna Gaon says that if we look at the later Pasuk in Chaf Gimel, Chaf Gimel, it says, The Jews don't do this stuff, and they don't do the magic as well. So you see that there are two. So what, what's the difference? Nichesh means to whisper. So says the Grah, that's a magical spell that's used verbally. And Kesem is uh, in action. And it's very interesting because usually the name Yaakov and Yisrael um, have a difference between them. And Yaakov is the uh, usually the um, idea of the uh, of, of, of something, and Yisrael is the manifestation and the fulfillment of it. So that's exactly what it is here. Kilo nachesh Yaakov. Yaakov's name is attributed with a ver- verbal part because words are cheap, uh, so to speak, in comparison to action. Words are also important, and we, and we are how we, Adam lefi mahalo, we are the way we talk, what we praise is also important, but compared to uh, our words, uh, the speech is not the main thing, but so uh, therefore Yisrael refers to the clay gimor, the completion of becoming the greatest person that he could be, which is what Yisrael represents in Yaakov and Yisrael, that, that um, fulfillment of man. So that's a shot over here. Now Vilna Gon also explains in other places that um, the reason that they wanted to fight against uh, the Jews in these ways is because they weren't sure what power the Jews had, but they seemed they thought that since Moshe was Moshe's power was in his mouth, it was his Mesorah, Torah, and his learning, and his Kolach Adibor, so to speak, which is what we know is the crowning factor that makes man great. Um, as the, the Targum says, uh, a speaking Ruach, and uh, Rashi says over there that man is greater than animal because he has intelligent speech, not just speech, because parrots could also speak, but literally mimic. <laughs> but intelligent speech, that, that's, what, that's man's uh, crowning achievement, which we, of course, strive towards utilizing the intelligent part of the speech. Um, so 
they wanted to fight against Moshe, who was that was his power, and his power was Shchinam Adabaris Mitoch Krono, and so that's the shot in the pasuk Kisamim. It says it plural, um, and and the Zikne Moab and Midian were coming with those two things. Now one could look at the sources of Moab and Midian. They come from uh, from Lot and his daughters, and there's also an interesting thing about Moab. Um, Moab from my father, that's what Lot's daughter said, and Midian from my family as well. One is more verbal and one is more actual, but we're not going to go into that exactly. Um, so the Gra says that why is it called uh, Kisamim, spells, or, or magical actions? What, why? Because he quotes from a Sefer Yitzir, I don't know exactly what this means, but it, it, this is what it says, that um, there is Kaf um, there's a Merit side, the kaf chov, and a guilty side, and lashon machria ben and the the tongue is what brings to it. I imagine what this is referring to is mavas v'chayim biyat halashon that in life we have certain actions that we do that make us meritorious in front of Hashem, and there are certain actions that we do that make us uh, guilty in front of Hashem. And someone's mouth has the power to call a din upon someone, which is why we know the, the, the uh, Chavetz Chaim explains that when a person speak, speaks Lashon Hara, the Zohar says that his, that his um, sin is Magdil al it goes up to heaven. Why? Because it's a kitcher against everyone. Because when we start talking about someone, we single them out. And, and nobody, nobody wants to be singled out because when a person is singled out, then he's not betoch ami anochi yosheves anymore, which is what the Zohar says you're supposed to be when there's din and you want to hide when there's din because you want to blend in. You don't want to single out. There's some gedolim and tzadikim that were mocked not to get an aliyah on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur because they, they just wanted to fit in. They didn't want to be singled out. And of course, the minag is to give uh, the... Uh, uh, and Aliyah, etc. But nonetheless, the idea, the Ashkafa behind it is that idea that we don't want to be singled out. And so what I believe he's saying is that when a person, one of the, part of the magical spell is to be ma'ur a din against someone through the power of words, which we have abracadabra, which is the magical spell, which is the, the source of that is in Gemara and Shabbos, abracadabra, I will speak and uh, create, just like God created the world with the power of speech, so too speech is very, very powerful. Our words are powerful. Words that come out of our mouth are powerful. It's very humbling if we think about how powerful indeed our words are. So that's the shot over here, that there's a plurality even in the verbal attack. It's utilizing the koach hachov to push it over upon this person. And um, that's ksamim, but there's another part. That's ksamim. Uh, those are magical spells. And it's biadam. There's also ones that are taken in their hand um, and what that means is the following, that there's a famous story that there was a man who came to Vilna and he was uh, seemingly possessed and he was telling over scary secrets and they asked the Vilna Gon about him and the Vilna Gon said, uh, look what he's holding in his hand and take it away from him. And, the, and they didn't know what he was talking about, but they realized that he was holding a stick and somehow he was tapping into the Koach HaShedim through holding a stick. When they pulled it away from him, he wasn't able to do what he was doing. So the Gra obviously understood these things. And that's Ksamim Adam that um, there's an element of using your hands as well, which I guess part of that is being mccotry against someone based on their actions because, again, nobody wants to be scrutinized and just like our actions aren't always imperfect, so a Pesach to hurt someone could be through calling attention to their actions. Bottom line, what do I learn from all this? Obviously, I learned that I have a lot to learn about the Torah. You read these Pesachim and you see the Vilna Gon has a tremendous depth behind it that, that uh, needs to be understood better. But more than that, on a practical level, the power of speech, which is what even the Gaim understood, that with the power of speech, one could damage someone. And we know Tosa says it was a one-word damage. All right? 
kill him, destroy them. That, that's it. That, that was a curse that Bilam knew how to give at the time that Hashem was angry. And so we see that with one word, God forbid, a person has potential to do a lot of damage. And we should look at the words that come out of our mouth and use them for building, building other people, encouraging them, thanking them, and uh, giving them words of support, letting, letting them know how much we care about them and how good of a job they've done in whatever they were doing. Moving on to Parak Chav Beis, Pasagid Beis, there's a very confusing part here because uh, Bilam asked permission from God, very seemingly righteously, about whether he should go with the uh, Sari Midian, and Hashem tells him not to. Do not go with them. You will not curse them. They are, they are a blessed nation. You will not. But then later on, Hashem tells him to go, that you can go with them. Um, go, go with them. And then Hashem, then it says, Vayelech im sari mo'av, he went with sari mo'av, v'yichrash af Hashem, Hashem was angry, ki holechu, because he was going. So, I don't understand what, what's going on. So we know the famous Rashi and many Mepharshim explained that, that Bedar Shadam wrote, Zalelech malichon also, that Bilam kept pushing back. So Hashem said, look, you have free will, you could go. You, you don't have free will to hurt anyone that I don't give you permission to hurt, but you have free will to go against my will, and therefore I will support you, uh, which, is a, which is a lesson in itself. But the Gras says something, uh, very, very profound, which could tie into that, but it's also just a very interesting idea about understanding Chumash. He says that the words are very, very similar, but different. There's a difference between the word im, with, and emo, with him. And there's also a difference between the word s and ito. Why is that? Because whenever it says the word im, it means that you are equal to those people. Okay? So Rashi says, im sorry, Moav, libo kalibam shava. The word im over there means that you're just like them. You have the same ill intent. Um, and so um, that's the word im. But when it says s or ito with him, um, so even though they're doing it together, they could have different intentions. Okay? And um, in Kol Elio, they bring down another ha'ara on this just to explain it a little bit more. In Mishle Perak Aleph Pasak Tesvav, it says, Bini. Shlomo gives advice, my dear son, don't go with them. Stay away from evil people, from their paths. Stay away from their paths. It's referring to the evil people in the Sikkim over there. So what was Shlomo saying? That um, don't go itam, even with your own intention, even not as evil as they are, even not with the same, same das as them. Kol Shekane, you shouldn't go together with them. Uh, with them, uh, is unified with them. But even Etam, don't even go in the same path with them with different intention. Stay away from those people because they will destroy you in life. So Hashem said, Lo You cannot go with them, even with different intention, even if you don't have intention to curse them. And then when Hashem saw that he had, he had free will, he wanted to go, but Hashem said to him, Fine, Kum Etam, go with them, but with a separate agenda than them. However, however, that's not what Bilam did. Bilam Vayelech Im Sarimov. See? Beautiful Diyukim in the Psukim. He went along with them with the exact same intention as them to curse. And that's why Hashem was angry at him. Um, and that's why Hashem was upset at him because he didn't follow directions. Even the permission I gave you to go was not so that you could have the same negative intention as them. What's left for the Grah to explain is um, when the angel talks to him, Lech Im Ha'anashim, he says, with the men, so that seems to be incorrect. But there, like Rashi explains, it means, no, I'm telling you, go with them. You're gonna, that since you didn't follow Hashem and have your own and follow Hashem's agenda in not going. And even when he gave you permission to go to have intentions not to curse the Jews, since you went with them, therefore, now you're going to be one with them. You're all going to be destroyed. So that was, that's the congruence. The very fascinating note that um, 
that uh, that Avraham, when he came with his uh, with his uh, attendants to uh, go to Akedas uh, Yitzchak, so it says Ve'ikach Arav Ito. He took them with him, meaning that he was very different. He was on a different pain plain than they are. But then he told them, Shulchanpo in Machamar, he told Yishmal and Eliezer, stay with the donkey, Am Hadomalchamar, because the word im means you're like them. Okay? Um, and so that's that's another thing. And also when it talks about Lot going with Avram Vayelech Ito Lot. So again, Avram went Lashem Shemaim to follow Hashem's directive, but Lot went for uh, going after Znus and he had his own agenda. And finally a very, very fascinating thing, there's a very famous uh, Mishnah in Avos Paragvav, Mishnah test, and mo- test in most versions, that Rav Yosef and Kisma says that I was offered a position, should I move to the city? Come move to, to our place. So he refuses. Torah. So the question is, why didn't he go become their Rav and do Kirov? But the answer is, this is an answer brought down from Rav Yechiel Levenberg. He's a Rav in London. It's a brilliant answer, and it's a very important one. That they told him, Shetadar Imanu, Come join with us. That meaning he want he want they wanted him to be one with him and become like us. And if you want us, if you want me to become like you, I, I see that I'll never ever have an influence on you. A because you'll because if I actually agree to that, then you'll have an influence on me. And B because you're not appreciating who I am. It's one thing for a moritzetic to move somewhere where people appreciate him and are willing to learn from him. But there's another if you don't respect him, then you're never going to be able to learn from him, and it'll be a very negative experience for for the rav who will be dragged down, like we know happened to Rishul and Levi and the Gemara and Shabbos stuff. Kuf. Forgot where it is. One kuf the chaf dalit or so. So just a very fascinating idea when we look at the psukim and we have the word im means equal and imanu. That's the word imanu, and the word ito means separate with different agendas. And you, just, you look through Tanakh and it just sheds so much light. Uh, there's a very famous vart of the grad. I won't spend too much time on it. And parachav beis pasigurches, but it's just a fascinating gra that Vayan Bilam and he says. Uh, I cannot go against Hashem's mouth. My God, Lasos Kitana Ogedola. So, um, what's very odd is that the order is very wrong. He says, I can't do anything small, and I also can't do anything big. It should be the opposite. It should be, I can't do anything big, and, I cert- and, and even something small I can't do against God's will. So, why does it say, I can't do anything small? Oh, and also, I can't do anything big. It's, just a, it's a strange order. So uh, the Gra says like this. There's a famous Medrash Plia. It says Hashem put something in the mouth of Bilam. So one of them says, um, um, that he muzzled him. And the other one says he pulled out words from his mouth. Um, and that's what it means. Hashem says, I'm not going to get angry. So what does that mean? But the answer is like this, says the Gra. The name Elohim represents Din. And the name Kel, Aleph Lamed, comes from Elohim, but it's Rachamim. It's not the full Elohim, so it's Rachamim. Um, and um, so Kel means uh, Rachamim. And for example, in Tehillim, Parak Nubez, it says, Chesed Kel Kohayom. So you see that it's kindness of God. And the name of Hashem, yud is a small din, not the same thing as Elohim, but yud is Midas Adin. And the name Havaya, yud Vavke, is Midas Rachamim Hagadol. Now, this is significant about where they fall in order. I'll try to explain that a drop, but the main gist of the Vart is very, very famous and very interesting. But that part is something that I hadn't thought about too much until seeing it again inside. It's brought down in a couple of sources. Kol Yo brings it down in one version, and Panina Mishulchan Agra brings another, which clarifies a few of these things. But the shot is like this, that originally Bilam wanted to curse the Jews using the name Elohim, which is Midas HaDin. 
But then Hashem muzzled him and made only the name Aleph Lamed come out, which is small Rachamim. And that's Ma'ekoblo Kava Kel. That's all. I couldn't do it. He cut me off at Kel. But then he says, you know what? I'm going to curse him B'Shem Yud K. I'm just going to say Yud K, which is also a small din. But then the Malach made, or Hashem made, so to speak, through the Malach, that he pulled out the whole name Yud K Vav K, and that's Ma'ezam Lozam Yud K Vav K. That's why it says Hashem. And that's lo uchal labar as pi Hashem lasos kitana. I can't make Hashem's name smaller to make bring out din yud k o gedola, or I can't make it larger and try to say o kim because then it gets cut down. That's a shot. Why it's in that order? You have to think about that. There might be an interesting answer if you, once you understand what the difference is. Rashi brings down the medrash in parak chav beis pasuk chav ches that Hashem opened up the mouth of the donkey and he spoke. And he says, Ma Sisala, why did you, what did I do to you that you hit me three times? So Rashi brings down from the Gemara and the Medrash that you're trying, uh, that, that the Malachs, the, 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 the uh, excuse me, the donkey said Shalosh Regalim to hint to the, he, what he meant was he hit me three times, but he was giving a remez to Shalosh Regalim, the three holidays that the Jewish people celebrate. So, um, the shot is that the, the Rashi brings down that it's a remez to the Shalosh Regalim that they celebrate. So the Gras says like this. The Medrash says that Hashem said to Bilam that if you're going to destroy the Jewish people, who's going to keep the Torah? For example, Hashem said, I, I uh, offered it to everyone and only the Jews accepted it. So Bilam said, Ani Akaim, I'll do it. However, by Aliyah Laregel, he can't do it because he's putter. He's a chiger. He was lame from this event. And he was also blind in one eye, according to the Gemara and Sanhedrin. Right? And he's putter mi'iriah. And so that's why Hashem said, you can't replace them. And so therefore, you can't destroy them. Now, again, some of the, the Mepharshim over there, the Gemara and Chagiga, explain the pshat is that there's a chus of Aliyah Laregel, which shows the bitachan that the Jews put in Hashem. Even not, they, they left their houses and they didn't even know. Hashem said, I'll watch it for you. So they didn't even know what Hashem was protecting for them. So to here, they had no idea that Bilam was even trying to curse them. In fact, Moshe wrote the whole Sefer Ruach HaKodesh. They had no idea that Bilam was even looking at them, which is fascinating. They have no idea what emergency was averted and what, what salvation took place, which is why one shot why we should read it every day to remind ourselves of that. But the other shot, the Gemara in, uh, Gemar in Brachos ultimately says not to read it uh, for many reasons. People shouldn't say that it's an extra chashu part of a Torah and the rest of the Torah is insignificant, etc., etc. But that's the pshat. Every day we have to remind ourselves that the Rebbe Shalom is protecting me and I don't even know it. It's a phenomenal thing uh, when we don't even, if we think about life, how uh, I one time had a good friend of mine and we went on a trip and we were on a bus and my friend uh, lost his watch at I think it was Amuka or one of the, one of the Kibrit Sadikim. And about halfway through on the way back to Yerushalayim, he said, oh my goodness, I lost my watch. And he started trying to call people. And um, what ended up happening was that someone who had been in a car had picked it up. He saw it at the, bu- at, the, at the bus stop and he knew whose it was, but he didn't have a working cell phone. <laughs> this was a while back. And he didn't, he, he didn't have the phone number to call, etc. So bottom line is we all got back to Yeshiva and this guy got off the bus thinking that I don't have my watch and I lost an expensive watch and I'm really upset. And another friend of mine actually had it. And he said, as soon as you got on the bus and it pulled away, I saw it and I picked it up and I wasn't able to get in contact with you. I'm sorry that you were Mitzar for you know that hour trip back, but I had it the whole time. And so when we watch someone else's back, it's an amazing thing. But he watches our back 24 hours a day. And it's such a phenomenal thing. That's the lesson behind Bilam. But I want to say something else, which is a very interesting ara. And that is that the Gemara in Avodah Zarah talks about that the 
Romans would try to make fun of the Jewish people, and they would uh, dress up a blind man, and they would dress up a lame, a limp man, and they um, and they would parade them around town, and this was making fun of 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 uh, Yitzchak and Yaakov because the Torah tells us that Yitzchak was blind, and the Torah tells us that that uh, Yaakov was limped Hutzalea when he got hit by the Malach. Uh, under the belt, he limped the rest of his life. So, um, which is why we don't eat the giranasha. So, this idea of a blind and lame person it was actually very fascinating. It actually is. It's it's fascinating that Bilam was actually seemingly trying to tap into that kohara. That since he had these traits as well, he wanted to tap into the avos and he wanted to fight against the Jewish people, and he also. Uh, wanted to fight against Moshe. So you see that he was trying to use the Zelu Mazet. Now you might ask me, well, that's very nice, but where was he tapping into Avraham? But he taps into Avraham also because, right, Rashi brings down that Avraham got the, horse, the, the donkey ready for himself. And Rashi brings down the exact same thing about Bilam that he prepared his own horse, donkey because a sinim that Kalkelis Ashura. So again, he was tapping into Avraham's generosity of spirit and excitement in mitzvahs or excitement in Averis. So this, so that's another remez, I believe, to Shalosh Regalim because the Shalosh Regalim are the three feet that the, that the Jewish people stand on. And that's uh, Sukkot, Pesach, and Shavuos. The Shalosh Regalim are the three Avos. They represent the three Avos if you go through them as well. Avraham is Pesach. Uh, Yitzchak is Kabbalah's Torah, and Yaakov is, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Yitzchak is, uh, is um, Shavuos, and Yaakov is Sukkot. Excuse me, I did say that right. And this is not the time to explain it, although it's a great thing to explain as well. Um, but so what I believe is, is happening here is that he was tapping into all the kochos of the Avos and trying to use them against the Jewish people. One last thing, if you might think that, oh my goodness, you know, the, the Avos had these defects. So the truth is that it's very, it gives us a lot of chizik because first of all, we know that when a person has challenges in life, they're more humble in front of Hashem. And so we should look at our own challenges in life and recognize that we're very humble because, hey, I have defects and I have things that remind me that I'm imperfect. Um, and if someone says, well, God forbid, I'm blind or I have another uh, malady or I'm lame or I, I limp, well, so did Yaakov and so and so and Yitzhak had that problem too. And so when a person looks at that, it's just really, really important to think about that um, and, and, and uh, recognize that the Rebona Shalom uh, has cheshbonos as to why everyone should have different challenges in life. Um, but most importantly, the Rebona Shalom is always watching over us. We should be zocha to see the Rebona Shalom's guiding hand in everything that we do in every time, every day of our life. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at parshathemes.com.